0: Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. This week, we recap the good and bad of our 2019 travels, plus some unconventional camping tips and a major change to a popular internet option. This is American Idol. (laughs) This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 124 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full time travelers who, along with our boys Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. I no longer sound like Kathleen Turner.
0: We're glad to have you back up to your normal octave.
1: It's so nice to join you here in this bedroom. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) This is our, for lack of a better term, this is our Christmas episode, I guess.
1: Our holiday. I think it's our holiday.
0: Okay, you if know, you want to be PC about I it. I do,
1: I do, because I feel like it's important to acknowledge that not everybody celebrates Christmas, and that's totally cool. But, we do, but it is like our, it, for us, it is our Christmas episode because we're we are hope-
0: sitting in the middle of gifts and wrapping paper, and Christmas <laughs> this has puked all over this house. This is a Christmas moment. No, it has <laughs> gently... Moment.
1: (laughs) Christmas has gently laid itself upon this (laughs) home. Okay. Okay. I have a sign on the bedroom door that Jason and I are staying in that says, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So stay out (laughs) because I am working very hard in here to put things together because I've kind of taken it upon myself on Christmas Eve to put together some fun games for the family. We'll have probably... Oh, nine, ten, 10, maybe 12 adults. And then the three kids. And I just think it's a lot of fun to play games that embarrass people or make people do things that they wouldn't normally do when they play a game, like wear mittens and try to unwrap presents.
0: Well, I'm excited to, uh, we're going to recap our 2019 travels on this episode and I'm we excited are. to do that. We did that last year as well. And it's a lot of fun to sort of just go back through the calendar and remember where you've been. So is it? We're gonna tell this you our favorite place. There have been some downs and there have some ups and downs, but there are a lot of ups.
1: There were a lot of ups. 2018 was a rough calendar to go back over though, I will fully
0: admit. <laughs> but I wanted to kick off the show with some camping tips, some unconventional camping tips that, you know, I just randomly came across on the interwebs.
1: <laughs> Thank goodness for that worldwide web. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So you ready?
1: I was born ruddy.
0: Okay. A hot rock placed in your sleeping bag will keep your feet warm. A hot enchilada works almost as well, but the cheese sticks between your toes.
1: Wow. So this is what we're doing. Okay. (laughs) This is not... Okay. Well, we'll try that sometime and see how it works out.
0: Lint from your navel makes a handy fire starter. Stop. Warning, remove lint from navel before applying a match.
1: You definitely got these from the internet. This is this is internet quality suggestions.
0: You can duplicate the warmth of a downfilled bedroll by climbing into a plastic garbage bag with several geese.
1: <laughs> we have plenty of geese over here too that you could try this out. My parents live next to uh like a man-made pond. How many geese do you think are hanging out over there right there
0: now? There are a lot. Of Boy,
1: geese, it's like west side story over there too
0: <laughs> they they battle
1: they, they battle it is there are the sharks versus the jets over there there are a lot of geese so maybe we'll get jason to go out and test this out if he wears his helmet
0: speaking of heads
1: speaking of ads
0: take this simple test to see if you qualify for solo camping shine a flashlight into one ear if the beam shines out the other ear do not go into the woods alone <laughs>
1: I want to read one. I'm going to read one. I like this one. We actually share this around every once in a while on RV miles on the Facebook page. It's very, very popular. When using a public campground, a tuba placed on your picnic table will keep the campsites on the other (laughs) side vacant. Now we would say that an electric drum set also does that. Some people said that a, uh, not only a tuba, but maybe a cello perhaps a trumpet, saxophone, really any brass instrument will probably work.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) This one you can use on me. In an emergency, a a drawstring from a parka hood can be used to strangle a (laughs) snoring tent or RV mate.
1: (laughs) I can't with you right now on that. Like I was talking to a friend the other day and she has a partner who's also very loud when he sleeps at night. And she was like, oh no, you just need to get earplugs she's like and I keep a nice jar of them she's a jar by her bed she's like it saved our marriage
0: the sight of a bald eagle has thrilled campers for generations the sight of a bald man however (laughs) does absolutely nothing for eagles
1: (laughs) they're just flying over it looks like target practice for them probably this is amazing it's entirely possible to spend your whole vacation on a winding mountain road behind a large motorhome. Absolutely true. <laughs> and it's entirely possible to spend your entire vacation in that large motorhome on that winding mountain road.
0: A potato baked on the coals for an hour makes an excellent side dish. A potato baked in the coals for three hours makes an excellent hockey puck. <laughs>
1: A great deal of hostility can be released by using newspaper photos of politicians for toilet paper. Hey (laughs) ah
0: I thought some of those were funny.
1: That's really cute. Those are very unconventional, but they're also very wise to think about.
0: All right, we're gonna take a break and in a minute we'll have the answer to last week's brain teaser and we're gonna talk all about our 2019 travels. Be right back. RV Miles is brought to you by Victorinox. You know the brand Victorinox Swiss Army. They make the iconic red Swiss Army knife. But did you know that they also make best-in-class kitchen knives, luggage, fragrance, and Swiss-made watches? Founded in Switzerland in 1884 and still owned and operated by the family who invented the Swiss Army knife over 130 years ago, the classic red Swiss Army knife is still as functional as it was then. But now you can browse hundreds of styles from the rescue tool designed with first responders to get out of a vehicle safely, to the wine master designed specifically to open a bottle of wine, travel gear, ranging from suitcases to backpacks for a quick weekend getaway or a week long trip. Victorinox makes such a wide range of trusted products. Find the perfect companion for your next adventure. Visit Victorinox.com and save 15% using code RV15. That's Victornox.com and code RV15 to save 15% now through December 31st. Some exclusions apply.
1: It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser.
0: Do I sound like that? that? I like this? It is, in fact, time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. There are 794 letters that make up the words for the numbers 1 through 99. There are 10 letters of the alphabet that make no appearance at all in those words. Can you name them all? And the answer was A, B, C, D, J, K, M, P, Q, and Z.
1: Q. Gets no respect.
0: Can you believe there's no A?
1: I'm surprised by A. I'm also surprised by D. Yeah. Those are the two that I found the most surprising.
0: Well, there you go. So our winner this week is Kyle P. from Florida, who will receive a Keep Logging Those RV Miles t-shirt, and you'll have a chance to win yours with the new Brain Teaser at the end of the show. Okay. It has been a wild year,
1: <laughs> to say
0: the least, for yeah. this family. Yes uh, we, uh, Ooh, by
1: 2019, not too sad to see you go.
0: <laughs> we had some really good times though throughout the course this year. We didn't get to travel as far as we wanted to, but we did get to go to some really fun places.
1: We did. 2019 feels like so when we talked about this episode, I had to go back and think really really hard because uh, I couldn't I couldn't think before my not.
0: Yeah, what was this year what wasn't what I couldn't hard.
1: remember where we had gone, I couldn't remember what we had done. I had to think very very hard about it. And so 2019 to me feels like 2019.1 and 2019.2. Like they're they're two very different experiences. And it was just this up and down. I, we were on a huge roller coaster this year. I'm looking for us to be traveling through the plains of Kansas in 2020 <laughs> a little bit flatter.
0: So uh, the second half of our year obviously was taken up uh with my brain injury. But the first half of the year, I if I were to sum it up, I'd say we spent almost our entire travels for the first half of the year in medium-sized cities. Yes. We 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 really focused too. on cities. We uh we did a few national park sites and stuff, but for the most part, you know, we were just uh having a blast going to these cities and finding Art galleries and museums and and all the attractions they have to offer restaurants. It was so much fun.
1: Well, 2019 for us, too, when we started looking at it at the back end of 2018 and actually next week on the podcast, we're going to talk more about our 2020 travels. But 2019 for us was really about exploring in the RV beyond the national parks, beyond the state parks, we knew we would always, we always find ourselves back in those places. We come back to them time and time again, but we really wanted to see what it was like to be an RVer going into mid-sized cities, going into places where you can have more urban experiences. Those are things that are still really important to us. You know, living as long as we did in Chicago, it's hard to let go of some of that urban that's still inside of us.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so it was really cool to kind of marry these two worlds together where we were still experiencing life in the RV, but we were having a really great time exploring the different cultures around the country and all these cool urban environments.
0: We're going to talk about some of our favorite, our choices for our, our top uh, destinations over the year. And we're going to kind of go back and forth, I think, and and, sure. and talk about our favorites. So I'll, I'll start off with. What I, what was the biggest surprise for me? The Shreveport slash Bossier City, Louisiana area.
1: Completely agree.
0: We had no expectations for this place. And, uh, you know, again, it's a small, medium-sized city, I should say. And it was a blast.
1: We had a great time and it still holds one of the best meals yes. that we had in 2019. That Cajun Asian restaurant that we went to was hands down some of the best fusion food I've had in a really yeah, long time. It was
0: like egg rolls with jambalaya. Yes, in jambalaya, them
1: and- egg rolls. And um, I think it was like fried rice etouffee. Yeah. Just this really beautiful harmony of these two different cultural cuisines coming together. And- so good,
0: and we stayed at a really interesting campground—the Cypress Black Bayou Recreation and Water Conservation District.
1: What a campground. name! What a name! Uh,
0: but they had a uh, the little mini zoo inside it, and uh,
1: we had a beautiful pull-through spot, yeah. like really nice and big too. amazing
0: things. showers. Yeah,
1: beautiful bathhouse. Like it was just an overall really surprising experience, and one that I would absolutely go back and do again.
0: You know what my favorite thing about Shreveport was, though, was that uh, we were able to get Creole, Louisiana-style cuisine in a different town. I mean, you think about, you. oh, I want to go have some beignets, which are our favorite. Yes. And, you know, you want to go to New Orleans to get them. But you can get that in lots of places oh, in Louisiana. Yeah. And You
1: can get it all over the <laughs> South in different places, for sure. But, I mean, Louisiana, if you... You know, it's not just New Orleans where you're going to get some good Creole Cajun cuisine. And one of the things I love too about Shreveport, and then we'll move on, is that inside this medium-sized city that we visited, they ended up being part of our very first season of Sea America.
0: Yeah, we had the... the. Uh the waterworks. Water yeah. That was a really fun museum to tour. They also had another great museum, the RW Norton art gallery.
1: Yes. Beautiful that was cool. art gallery
0: with a really nice grounds to walk around and lots of free stuff to do. Good town, good town, Treefort. We're happy to have visited you and we'll, we'll, we'll be back. back. Abby, what's on your list?
1: San Antonio, Texas. Oh, What a great experience we had in San Antonio. Now we camped a little further out from San Antonio. It's about a 45 minute drive for us to get into the town. But what I love so much about San Antonio is that it marries two of my very favorite things, urban life and the national park service. And to be able to go into San Antonio and kind of have both of those experiences to go to the national park. So to go to the San Antonio missions, in the Alamo and to explore that part of the history there and get to meet. We met just the greatest ranger who we have continued to keep a relationship with and have found out that she is from Kansas city. She's coming into town. We're hoping to have some coffee together, but you know, through that meeting there at the national park service in San Antonio, we've kind of made this new little friend and then we had, again, another great food destination because we experienced that three-pound cinnamon roll at Lulu's Cafe mm-hmm. and Bakery. Yeah, And you're probably thinking, whoa, three-pound cinnamon roll, that sounds so sickly <laughs> and gross. It was so good. You get it when it's fresh and it's just, it was so delicious. Whenever I hear someone is going to San Antonio, that's one of the first things I say to them. Absolutely. You gotta go get that three-pound cinnamon roll.
0: Yeah, and uh, also in that area, not really in San Antonio but was a a decent drive from our campground. We also got to do one of my favorite national park service sites of the year, which was the LBJ Yeah. National Historic Site. And uh wow, I really loved it there. I loved seeing the, the house, the, uh, the Air Force One, the landing strip, the cattle herd.
1: And again, this was an experience in this area, in the hill country of Texas, that inspired two America's National Parks episodes. Mm-hmm. We ended up doing an episode on barbecue and LBJ's connection to having, you know, different political figures and dignitaries to his um, White House home. And then we also worked with an artist who had a audio piece of art where he had taken different stories from people at the missions and he had created this piece of art with it. And we got to partner with him and create an episode of America's National Parks with that.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was just fantastic all around. We got to spend a good amount of time there. We got to have great food, cool. barbecue, pizza, you name it. We, uh, we it, we
1: ate it. So, all right, Jay, what is your second one for 2019?
0: Uh, my second one is Biloxi, Mississippi. Now, now we have done sort of the, the Gulf coast between the Northern Gulf coast. I keep calling it, I don't know, maybe there's a specific name for this section of the Gulf coast, but basically the area between new Orleans and Pensacola, this is our second time through it. And this time we got to spend a, a good, a good chunk of it in Biloxi. And I, I, I really fell in love with a lot of the things to do in Biloxi and the history, uh, particularly that white pillars restaurant we went to again, another
1: incredible meal.
0: I had, it was a $26 hamburger. Okay. For $26, it. it ought to be good. And it was, I mean, it was like Made with bone marrow and wasn't it and, wagyu beef and wagyu beef and car- yeah. caramelized onions and all, all sorts of stuff. Um, it was. Really wonderful. And Um,
1: while we were there, we stayed at the Davis Bayou campsite. So in Ocean Springs. So we were staying at a National Park Service campsite, which we always love being able to stay at an NPS campsite. So, again, we get this marrying of experiencing, you know, Biloxi, but also still getting to experience a little bit of the National Park Service, which is probably one of the reasons why we love Pensacola so much. Now, Pensacola is not on our list this year because It was our second time going. I think we've made it really, really clear that we love Pensacola. Yeah, it's- There's no secret if you listen to this podcast, it's one of our favorite places of all time. So it's not on the list this year, but it is an honorary Yeah, it's retired. Yeah, I have a couple of honorary mentions too that I wanna kind of add on to at the end of this. Um, Sure,
0: but what's your next one? So
1: my next one is the- Sort of trifecta that is Raleigh, Durham and Chapel Hill, North Carolina.
0: I I could live here.
1: I could absolutely live here. I have several reasons. First off, such a dear friend of family, friends live there. It'd be great to be near them. But also the area itself just ticks off so many boxes for me. Just the people, the art, the... Opportunities for education for the boys.
0: The history. History. The nature.
1: The ability to get to different National Park Service sites that are close by, you know, they're like within half a day's drive, you know, stuff like that. I really, really loved this area. And it was another one of those areas where we experienced some really fantastic food.
0: It was our first experience, as a matter of fact, with Carolina barbecue. Yeah. And you know, what we've learned is people are always getting into arguments over what (laughs) the best barbecue is. Yeah. Kansas city. (laughs) Sorry. But we have, I mean, we've learned that, you know, it's like saying, you know, what's, what's the best, I don't know, what's the best candy out there. You know, it's, it's it's hard. (laughs) I don't understand. You seem to be
1: confused as to what the best of everything is. No,
0: my point is that they're all good and it doesn't matter. It's not like you have to choose one over the other. You can have them all.
1: I mean, I guess look, you're coming from the quad cities, not known for barbecue. Okay. I'm wow, coming. We have Jim's
0: ribs and it's fantastic to stop. So I don't know what you're talking look, about. There's no
1: such thing as Illinois barbecue. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming from Kansas city where Christmas Eve, we are catering Jack stack barbecue here at this house because yeah. that's just what you do. Okay. That's We're unwritten. getting burnt ends, ribs, pulled pork, beef, and I think maybe we're getting turkey, coleslaw, beans. If there's not a slice of white bread somewhere, I'm going to riot. And everything needs to come in a styrofoam container. I know that, <laughs> that that's not the best for the environment, but you don't eat barbecue unless it comes in a styrofoam <laughs> container with a slab of like white bread on top.
0: If, if you're getting back to the subject. <laughs> I, the, I thought we were there, talking about the best stuff. We did a whole lot of stuff in, in this area. What is sort of your top pick? of things that we did in, in Raleigh, Durham and Chapel Hill.
1: Oh my goodness. That's really hard. I, you know what? I would have to say one of my favorite things that we did was taking in a Durham Bulls game.
0: Well, that was going to be mine.
1: So. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: but it was, I, no, it was great because was we, really great. we were able to, I mean, that was really the first time our kids have actually sat down. We, we love Abby and I love baseball. It's the first time our kids have actually sat down and we've, and watched with us and we've been able to explain the game to them and all that. And, and (laughs) they they were blown away by it. They loved it.
1: I also really liked the tour of the university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I really enjoyed walking the grounds and learning a little bit more about that university. And then the really wonderful little main street strip that is butted up right against the university walking there. There was a little five and dime. There's some beautiful restaurants there to be had. There's a nice little art museum that, and you know what? I'll say this too. I'll take this one. You can have the Darren Bulls game because when we were walking around Chapel Hill and we went into that art museum that's there on the campus, they had these super cool kits for kids that you picked up right as you came in. They were free. And what they were, were there were sketch pads in there. There was the um, art utensils that you would need. And then it just had these little challenges and it encouraged our kids to go and find pieces of art and sketch them. Yeah, And then that started a really great dialogue about art and, you know, it gave you an opportunity to share with the kids your knowledge as an artist, your knowledge of how brush strokes work and, you know, the different levels of pressure you can put onto a canvas. And so
0: it was, it was, it was a fantastic road schooling experience it was. that it whole really time was. we were there.
1: It really was. So you can take the Bulls game. I'll okay. go ahead and take um, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill.
0: All right. Well, the last one on my list, and it was tough to narrow this down to three each, I think, um, is in North Dakota. Now, we, we spent a lot of time in North Dakota this year, and it was kind of easy for us to forget that before uh, my incident, we had several weeks of traveling through the state and going to towns like Grand Forks and Bismarck. Uh, my favorite experience, I think, in North Dakota was our time in Fargo. Really? Yeah, I loved Fargo. I,
1: I enjoyed I was... Fargo, but Grand Forks would have been, I would take Grand Forks over Fargo.
0: <laughs> They're nearly a tie.
1: They really are. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one, but I just liked the vibe a little bit more of Grand Forks.
0: Yeah, there was, I, I thought, I liked the restaurants in Fargo quite a bit. I, I liked that it was... Um, See,
1: and I really dug the breweries. In Grand Forks. Well, remember
0: there are breweries in Fargo too that we went to, and I loved that it was that's butted up against Moorhead, Minnesota. And we went to the uh, the Dairy yes, Queen where the Dilly Bar was invented. That was really neat. This is
1: true, but Grand Forks is butted up against East Grand Forks, Minnesota.
0: That's true. Which has
1: a Cabela's. Very true. So
0: that was like the smallest Cabela's in the world. However. Doesn't even matter.
1: Yeah. We'll still walk through it. But, be happy and people. The,
0: my favorite part about Fargo was Bonanzaville USA, which is yeah. right up your alley too. Was I, mean, fried,
1: I mean, it's old timey, right up my alley. Big collection
0: of historic buildings with all kinds of artifacts yeah. and stuff inside But them. I'm
1: surprised because we went to the River City Speedway in Grand Forks. Yeah. I, I'm I, so, that was hard such- hard to
0: choose. And <laughs> that
1: ended up being an episode of See America. It it like, did. I feel like the places that kind of influenced our other podcasts- are the places that really kind of left a lasting impression on us this year. Now, again, it's sort of like, do you like apples or do you like apples? You know, Mm -hmm. when we talk about a lot of these places, because they're also special in their own way. So I can understand why you went Fargo. Um, Now, my last one is going straight to a national park. We did not camp when we went here. We did do a hotel stay, but I would give my final to... Another fine place in North Dakota and that would be the Theodore Roosevelt National Park
0: which is the, actually the only uh, of this the 62 now national parks that we went to this year.
1: Yes, and I think that if it's something that you're saving, you know, a lot of times people save North Dakota as like the last state they go to and they have a saying there saved the best for last. I would encourage if you get anywhere near Theodore Roosevelt, don't save it for last. It's a beautiful park. So incredibly surprising. We were there while it was very, very cold. We got one really beautiful day and then a cold front moved in, but we were able to go kind of our first real outing, um, after your surgery. And after you were in a place where we didn't have to do the daily IV treatments anymore. So we took this little trip and it was just a very healing park. Now everyone I'm sure knows kind of that this is Named after Theodore Roosevelt, because this is where he came to heal. Yeah. He had lost. He He had been there before. He had a ranch there. Yes. But after he had lost both his mother and his wife in the same day, and his daughter was born in the same day as well, uh, he came to North Dakota and he came to this area to kind of heal and to grieve. And I really felt that like there, I could see why.
0: Well, and it was sort of our place to heal as well. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. our first real experience out,
1: it was our first experience back to normalcy, Yeah, you know, it was not daily trips to the hospital for IV medication. It wasn't waking up, you know, every three to four hours, it wasn't sort of living our lives by, um, you know, your side effects and, and whether or not you were, you know, your counts were coming down and the infection was being eradicated. Like it, it was just us being a family of five And experiencing a national park and doing some hiking. And so, you know, it was, is beautiful. I would really love to see it in, when it's kind of in bloom. We also had some of the best wildlife experiences that we've had
0: Mm -hmm. ever. And we
1: were just driving through the park.
0: I think we could spend easily spend a week there. Agreed. uh, in, In the warm weather for sure.
1: Agreed. So. That's kind of like our overview of those are, things. Yeah, those are
0: our top destinations. But no.
1: I have to throw out, I have two honorary okay. mentions, okay? And they are Mobile, Alabama. Oh. Okay. I for,
0: You know what? I totally forgot about yeah. Mobile.
1: Mobile, Alabama was awesome. Yeah. Now, we did not RV camp there. So if we were just talking about RVing, although we didn't RV camp in Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill either, but Mobile, Alabama we spent a week there. Totally could spend a week there.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, a fantastic city, and I wouldn't even mind living there if yeah. I, um, if that came down to it. I, I thought it was, it's sort of like a junior New Orleans, but still has its like own vibe. And, yes, and great uh, food
1: scene, lots of history, um, really super cool museums. And then I would also like to give an honorary shout out to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yeah. That was a super cool, again, some of our best food experiences happened there. We had a at the lot Gulf. of good
0: food this Look, year.
1: Well, we had a lot of good food in the South. Yeah. The South knows how to do it and mm-hmm. they brought it this year. So I just want to give honorary shout outs to Alabama and Gulf
0: Shores. Well, those were our favorite destinations of this year, but we had a whole lot of other stuff happen over the course of the year. And I guess the first real big one that that is on my mind is uh when we were still in the bus and the the bus broke down in sort of amelia
1: uh, louisiana uh,
0: um, <laughs> sort of a, a uh, not remote in cajun
1: it's, country it's, we were in cajun country we were deep deep <laughs> deep into louisiana we were on our way to new orleans we were down at the dippy bottom south of louisiana we broke down in amelia louisiana we spent a week in an extended stay hotel and this guy over here worked magic and fixed I, the bus. I, I
0: worked on the bus in the parking lot there. Yeah. I drove like an hour and a half to get parts. It was uh, amazing! It, it was a wild, wild thing. And that was sort of the, the, the beginning of the bus telling us that
1: it was time. The, the
0: bus. Uh, it was, yeah. it was time.
1: It was the beginning of my nerves telling yeah. us that it was time.
0: Now before that though, before we got down into Louisiana, our sort of the first place we went when we got on the road this year Was Dallas. We
1: did. And the
0: whole reason we went to Dallas, you have a brother. I have a brother in Dallas. But the whole reason we went straight there is you found out you have a new uncle.
1: I do. Not a new
0: uncle. He's He's not
1: new, but theoretically
0: been your uncle all your life. He's been
1: around for a while, but we didn't know that he had been around. Um and so we got to he amazingly enough lives in the Dallas area. My brother and my new sister-in-law had just moved to Dallas. I mean, talk about just a dink, and uh, our family that could, including us. And then my parents, we all came down to the area at the beginning of the year. And we met my uncle Warren and his family and his kids. And it, you know, we, we gained this incredible group of people and that's kind of how 2019 kicked off. And boy, are we Blessed beyond belief to have them. They're our families awesome.
0: have been expanding like crazy. So. They
1: have. We had <laughs> weddings this year. We welcomed uh, my brother, got married to his fiance he'd been with, and we welcomed my, um, she was already a part of our family. Yes. Now they just happen to be married. We had that. Your mother remarried this year to a really wonderful man in And Tennessee. We, we got
0: to, the wedding was in Gatlinburg. And yep. my brothers and I have three brothers. Uh, it was the first time that my brothers and and I, the whole family, had been together, all with our significant others. In, it was really in special. Years. So
1: it was special, and it sort of ignited a desire in all of us to make sure that we don't go as long as we did without seeing yeah. each other as a whole again. And so we had that, and then we welcomed babies. Yeah,
0: my one of my brothers, baby. I, I, one of my brothers had a a, a baby boy named Arlo. He's Love my that name. my first. I guess, blood nephew.
1: Yep. And And then your brother got engaged. My other
0: brother, Will, got engaged.
1: We have a lot. So we have another wedding next year. I know. We have another (laughs) wedding next year. And so.
0: And while we were in, I guess that we did go to another (laughs) national park. We did go to Great Smoky Mountains National Park while we were there. It didn't really feel like. Yeah, yeah.
1: we spent an afternoon.
0: And and while we were in that area, while we were near my mother's house in in Tennessee, we started to make the decision that we were going to finally sell the bus let the bus go that was
1: hard i think this is why 2019 feels so broken up there's the first six months with bussy then there's the back half with traley gandalf ranger Trailie, whatever
0: whatever (laughs) ranger gandalf
1: traley the second working title there (laughs) it is
0: (laughs) we began rv shopping there there are lots of dealerships so it sort of worked out really well we began truck shopping first and we stumbled on a, a a truck that really was going to work for us so it just made a lot of sense and we didn't really it, it took a lot to get the bus back there to yeah. be honest and uh,
1: we didn't want to get it back out <laughs> we didn't want to get it back out
0: so um we ended up selling the bus and and moving into Ooh. into our trailer while we were staying at family's house in in the middle of of Tennessee that was wild so that was kind of the first half of the year and it feels like a whole different year it, it does. really does
1: Because then, you know, we moved into the trailer and then our first real trip in the trailer was to start making our way to north towards North Dakota and towards FMCA's 100th international convention. And then obviously while we were there, we discovered that you had an unknown brain abscess and was going to require immediate surgery. And then everyone knows what happened from there. And then the ball just started rolling and we spent the next three and a half months in North Dakota, I
0: you know I was really enjoying the FMCA convention at that uh, at that point, and you
1: were like really having a good time. <laughs> you were a man in his like his environment. You were going around, you were checking stuff out. It yes,
0: we were setting up interviews, uh, all sorts of Jason, stuff.
1: Jason was wheeling and dealing. He was just making a rain, and he had yeah, did not work out so well.
0: We one of the things though that I loved the most about the FMCA convention for the the little bit of time we were there, we got to meet several listeners and, and um, also
1: people that we follow, right. You know, this is the cool thing about the community is that it's never just like us and listeners. It's like us and connecting with people who are also somewhere out in the social media world, whatever their niches that they're doing and we follow their journey and we engage with them. And then we got the opportunity to talk to them and say, we have loved Listening to you, or or following you, or watching you, or whatever, and I just I that was really cool about FMCA for me.
0: Uh, I I loved being able to meet Joy and Mike, who have been
1: oh, uh, following it. us for
0: a long time, and they were they helped us out when.
1: Saved uh, us. They they
0: watched the kids for us while Abby helped, you know, deal with me. And, I can't
1: even. And now they're down.
0: Now they're doing some of this stuff they're that doing, we were, we were just talking about there. They, they just did San Antonio.
1: Like they are living their best <laughs> life. And I want to live it with them because they just had one of those three pounds. They cinnamon rolls.
0: just had three pounds in a row. So i so jealous. It.
1: But you know, they, so many people, FMCA, the people at FMCA, the yes.
0: people,
1: Joy and Mike, Minot community, the doctors and nurses and pharmacists at Trinity, our family, our friends, our outdoor community, there are not enough people or words to say what you all have meant to us. And as we look back on 2019, we might say, oh, it feels really disjointed, but it also feels like there was just so much love and support.
0: There was. And we got to celebrate two big milestones in the Minot area while we were there one being the launch of our see america podcast which three was weeks after brain surgery, <laughs> crazy bananas thing to do crazy bananas. at that time but uh, you
1: know what i think it was kind of healing a little was, bit i think it gave it you something to focus yeah. on beyond just not feeling good and
0: by the way see america has just launched season two hey. if you if you've been listening we took a three-week break and Season two has just launched with the Seattle gum wall.
1: I really wish we had built this season so thing disgusting. into our other podcasts. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, it'd be really nice to take a three week we break. We uh, That's okay, though. <laughs> the um, other
0: thing we celebrated was Abby's 40th birthday. We did. Which, you know.
1: I was really afraid she was. to turn 40. And then I turned 40 and I didn't care.
0: Well, here's the thing. I think, I
1: think near death experiences or the fear of losing someone <laughs> you that you were
0: sad about being 40. Well, I was, had a I hole in my head. Yeah, I Is couldn't, I saying? think
1: you had to go to such an extreme to put things into perspective um, for me, because for whatever reason, I've always seen numbers as really hard to watch sort of tick up, but.
0: Well, it, the, we, we have a long, long running history of, Abby's birthday being completely shafted by either we end up traveling on that day we do. or we do. something always happens okay. because it because Jack's birthday is the day after. And it's like, oh, we got to travel so that we can get to a place for Jack's birthday. And it's
1: OK, though. I you know what? I I am really enjoying being 40 and I feel like it's offered me up some freedom that everyone just says you turn 40 and then you just don't give too about anything, And so I don't. I, my, I'm letting my hair go gray, and I'm just really enjoying life and just being who I am. And that was what forty did for me. So don't fear it if it's you know on the horizon for you. It's kind of great.
0: That seems like a great place to wrap up this segment. Yes. That is our 2019 travels.
1: Oh Lord, they were busy.
0: We're looking forward to a whole lot more coming in 2020.
1: Harvey Miles is brought to you today by our friends over at Harvest Hosts. Have you been considering a Harvest Hosts membership? Well, now is the perfect time to sign up because Harvest Hosts is offering their biggest discount ever. From now until the end of the year, save 20% off a yearly membership. With access to a network of 900 wineries, farms, breweries, museums, and other unique attractions that invite RVers to visit and stay overnight, Harvest Hosts makes the perfect holiday gift for the RVer in your life. Visit our show notes at rvmiles.com 122 for the link and promo code that will get you 20% off your Harvest Host membership. And if that wasn't enough, that 20% will stay with you for the life of your membership. So every year you renew you'll save 20%. Head over to rvmiles.com for a link and promo code or visit our Facebook group, RV Miles, and find the info there. This offer is only valid till the end of 2019. So grab your membership today.
0: It's time for one of our favorite segments of the show, Fresh Tank, Black Tank, where we talk about good things and bad things and things we love and things we don't and all kinds of stuff, stuff that's happening, <laughs> yeah. things that happen in the world.
1: Really important really, stuff. Really,
0: really, the really important yes, stuff. as we're such about to as, learn. Abby, what is your Black Tank for this week?
1: Okay. Now, this is a real sad one for me. <laughs> and I know it's going to be a sad one for some other people who are listening, but the... Pumpkin cream cold brew, my friends, is gone for the rest of the year.
0: Uh, we're talking about Starbucks, by the way, if you don't know.
1: And if you don't know, you should know. So and there
0: was a the... little uh, like a, Abby had sort of built a little community of pumpkin spice, pumpkin cold brew drinkers, even... pumpkin cream, cold brew drinker, <laughs> pumpkin cream, cold brew drinkers. Yeah, over on the RV uh, yes. Miles group and in the RV, in the Our Wandering Family page, there are yes. a lot of people that she turned on to this.
1: Or had already <laughs> been enjoying it, but didn't have a community to celebrate it with. So,
0: well, it'll be back next year and you can celebrate will, your Starbucks drink again. It
1: will not be back <laughs> until August. You
0: can celebrate um, giving half of our money to Starbucks. I, again I, I will
1: gladly say, take my money. Now, if you are like me, and you're looking for a little bit of an alternative while we wait. They are doing this Irish cream cold brew right now that tastes like Bailey's and coffee.
0: I don't know. Yours had like. A, but
1: they they done dumped like half a thing <laughs> of chocolate powder on it. They were so busy at Starbucks. They were they they were making drinks without even knowing what they were doing. <laughs> they just, and I got this Irish cream cold brew from them that was supposed to have just a strip of chocolate um, cocoa powder, cocoa powder. Uh, it had easily like a tablespoon,
0: if not maybe more. even
1: two tablespoons on top. So, yeah. but it's a nice alternative. Um, that's my black tank.
0: What's your fresh tank?
1: Uh, my fresh tank for the week is I'm actually fresh tanking myself for being right about my fresh tank last week because we went on Friday to the rise of Skywalker and it was everything.
0: See, I told you not to use it last week cuz we no. needed it for this no, week cuz this I don't is what it, it was going to be.
1: I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it because I can just come and say I was right. I was right. It's a good movie. It was a great movie. We had a lot of fun. We did. So, that's my fresh tank. I was right. Movie's good. Go see it. Jason Maybe do you want to do your fresh tank before we get into your black tank? Cause I think this black tank's going to take a while. No,
0: I want to do the okay. black tank first because I want to end on a good <laughs> note with the fresh tank. That's okay. the whole reason. it's second.
1: Okay. I'm just saying, cause I know you're going to want to talk about this. So Jay, what is your black tank this week?
0: If you follow us on social media, you, you know what this is. Um, but this is something that we've talked about a lot on the show, the Togo road link uh, from Togo RV. They were a sponsor for a while and we've had a great relationship with them and they have a great product that we have on the roof of our RV, which is the Togo Road Link C2 router. And this is a device that picks up cell signal for like a hotspot plan. And it also works as a Wi-Fi router. But the best thing about this was that AT&T was offering a $360 a year unlimited unthrottled data plan with it unfortunately at t is removing that plan and uh oh man it's made a lot of people angry a lot of people that have spent a good amount of money on this device i have to say though the people at togo were completely blindsided by it of course it's the number one reason their product is selling so well so of course they didn't want it to go away um and it's really disappointing to a lot of people. And
1: what's so disappointing or what feels like a kind of a slap in the face from AT&T are the plans that they rolled out to replace this. Oh, geez.
0: It's three. If you want 100 gigabytes a month of data, which is a lot for hotspot data, but it's less than we use right now on the unlimited plan. It's $300 a month.
1: It's insulting. It, and uh, this is me talking... Personally, I know that there's, you know, I think at t had no idea what they were getting into. That's just kind of what I'm thinking, that they must not have realized, again, how many of us are out on the road, how many of us are in such desperate need of data that actually allows us to be digital nomads, that allows us to work from the road. This for us had become a completely, it had become like a game changer. Our stress level in regards to work and having access to the internet and being able to produce these podcasts had gone way down because of the road link it was such a great product and personally to see it going away and knowing that once our year plan is up they're not grandfathering anybody in it's gone it just kind of fills me with um i'm not quite sure if rage is the right word but uh i just know things are going to be different and it's it i just I, it was really good. It was really good. It's too good to be true, I guess.
0: Well, and there, are, are, there are several silver linings to the story. Um,
1: Please share them then.
0: <laughs> well, one is if you have purchased it and, and you uh, purchased it before they announced that this data plan was going away and you still you know, want to get that data plan, you can still get that data plan up until January 15th and then that will be $360 for one year buying the road link for like $360 or whatever it is on Amazon right now, plus the $360 for the data plan. That's still going to work out to like $60 it's a still month an
1: excellent deal.
0: for unlimited data for yeah. one year. That's a great deal that you're not going to find that in a lot of places. I um, would
1: have probably bought that. Even if I had just been told it would only be right. for a one year. I think it's because what burns, what stings is that This didn't even last. AT&T didn't even like hold on to this for a full cycle. Yeah. They saw how many got sold. They saw how many plans were bought. And then they were like, whoa, we're not making, I guess, money. I don't know how it works, but. Yeah. Because obviously they need $300 a month
0: in order to give you 100 gigabytes. Right. The the other silver lining is that the device is actually a really good device. Still. It's an
1: awesome device. And it's
0: not tied totally to AT&T. We used to think it was, but their policy, the WineGuard, the company that produces these for Togo, their policy is to unlock them if you ask. So if you want to put another SIM card in there, you could put a different AT&T SIM card, Verizon one in there you want to put another SIM card in there from another company, you can do that. So it's still going to be uh, an excellent Wi-Fi uh, antenna and cellular antenna for your RV.
1: Our relationship with the one on our roof will not end when this one-year plan ends. We'll just have to figure something else out because I will not be spending that kind of money every month, but... You know, it's nice to know that the unit that we bought that we really, really like, we're still going to be able to use. We're just going to have to use it in a different way.
0: Absolutely. So I know a lot of people are disappointed with that. Um, and so if, if you if you have bought one and haven't activated that plan, you can either return it or uh, what I would recommend is activate that plan sooner than later. Make sure you get it done before January 15th.
1: And we'll link to a video that Jason did on this subject on YouTube. If you're not over on the RV miles YouTube channel, we'd love to have you come over there and be a subscriber. Jason did a video that breaks this down. He also has a video prior to that too, that breaks down national park passes. I do. So if that's something that you are also confused about, we have a handy little video you can go and watch and don't listen to the interwebs. Just watch the video. (laughs) All right, Jay. What is your fresh tank this week?
0: So, this isn't our last episode of the year, but this is sort of our recap of the year. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment to to fresh tank you, the listeners, and all my friends and family. Oh, and everybody that's been there to support us and and help me get through. The latter half of this year, um, it's as as horrible as having to face brain surgery is. It's been one of the best experiences in my life because of because of the care at that hospital, because of the care of my family and friends, and um, because of you, the listeners, and everybody that follows us on social media, and
1: we never felt alone, yeah. and we we're in a place where the potential to feel alone was really great and you all never let us feel alone. So thank you.
0: Thank you much. All right. Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser, how about?
1: Yes, because there's a Bears Chiefs game about to come on. And this is a house divided in Kansas City tonight. So, I have to prep. My mom is talking some crazy stuff.
0: She is. This is a special brain teaser because it it is both Star Wars themed and Christmas themed. Oh,
1: two of my favorite <laughs> subjects. Oh, honey, it's like you do.
0: But it's a math question, so, you know. Of course there. it is. Well, it's kind of a, it's not really, it's kind of a math question.
1: I'll be the judge of that.
0: Three friends had three kids who were all named after Star Wars characters. For Christmas one year, all three kids, Han, Leia, and Luke.
1: Solid names.
0: Got different Star Wars Lego sets as gifts. The Millennium Falcon, an AT-AT, and an Imperial Star Destroyer. Each set had a different number of pieces. 1345, 1432, or 1569. And each kid took a different amount of time to complete the model, two, three, or four hours. Using the clues following, can you figure out which kid got which model, either the Millennium Falcon, the at or the Star Destroyer, how many pieces it had, 1345, 1432, or 1569, and how long it took them to build it. All right, so here are the clues. The model with the most pieces took the most time to complete but the model with the least pieces did not take the least amount of time to complete. That's clue. Number one, clue. Number two, the models weren't to scale. So the millennium Falcon actually had more pieces than the Imperial star destroyer. A fact that Luke was upset to learn since he likes bigger models. Clue three was Han spent the three hours between opening his gifts and lunch building his model. All right. So it's either two, three, or four hours, Millennium Falcon AT, AT, or Imperial Star Destroyer. 1345 pieces, 1432 pieces, 1569 pieces, and it's Han, Leia, and Luke. Can you figure it out? I got
1: nothing. I mean, look, you lost me on Han, Leia, and Luke. All right. Okay. <laughs> It's a, I just tried to put a school bus together with Henry a few days ago and somehow I managed to screw that up. So. It's a big one,
0: but if you actually listen back, it's not that hard to answer. So we'll have the answer to that on next week's episode of the podcast. We also want to take one minute to remind you of our little segment called cell service, where you call in and give us a little voicemail. No pressure. Nobody's going to answer You know, leave about 30 seconds to a minute, but don't feel like you got to time yourself about your 2020 travel resolutions, what you're excited about for travel in 2020. And the phone number is 773-769-7769. All right. We need those in by Friday of this week
1: because they're going to be on the next week, the next episode.
0: All right. So that's it for this episode. Thanks everybody. And we will see you next week.
1: Yes. Happy holidays. Have a great one with your family and friends. Take care. And thank you for being here all year long and keep logging those RV miles in 2020.
0: Bye everybody.